It is becoming more and more obvious that the powers that be want to take away our guns. At the rate things are going, how long before all of American history will have to be rewritten? For instance, will it be taught that the American War for Independence was a serious mistake by our founders? After all, the Revolutionary War was kicked off by the battles of Lexington and Concord. What were the local militia defending? Their right to keep and bear arms. Defending your right to keep and bear arms is not what is being promoted throughout society today. What is being promoted is the idea that men cannot be armed as individuals. How does that relate to the war for independence? Were the men at Lexington and Concord wrong for what they did? Now, before going any further, I want to be clear and state that the John Birch Society does not and will never advocate the forming of armed militia to defy our government. We will, however, ask you to please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to help grow the channel and share the good word to more people. However, we have to ask some serious questions. Do we have the right to defend our lives and those of our family? Do we have the right to defend our homes and property? Do we have the right to defend our neighborhoods? If so, then we have to be armed. In some areas of the country, you can no longer defend your home unless you're inside it. You have to wait for the criminal to be an intruder rather than stopping him before he enters your home. By then, it may be too late. At one time, the saying, a man's home is his castle, really meant something. This idea is deteriorating with each passing year when you consider the direction our government is going and what our children are being taught. Property rights helped form the basis on which our government was founded. For instance, John Adams, our second president, said this about property, quote, the moment the idea is admitted into society that property is not as sacred as the laws of God, anarchy and tyranny commence, unquote. Could this be why America is witnessing all the rioting, looting, and killings? At the root of it all is local, state, and federal government abandoning respect for private property. History has proven that some local and state governments have done little to nothing to stop the destruction of property. In some cases, they even allowed mobs to attack and or destroy government property, such as police stations. At what point does one take action to defend themselves, their family, or their property? I would say it's at the point when one realizes that they have to. Does one wait for the criminal to shoot before they're allowed to shoot back? If so, it is usually too late. It is the same with a person who is ready to throw a lighted Molotov cocktail at your property. It would seem that the time to stop the criminal is before they throw it, not after. We could go on with such examples, but governments today in some areas will not allow people to defend their lives and property unless the criminal has already initiated the crime, either shooting or destroying property. Even with the latter, a person protecting property under attack can be prosecuted by city or county attorneys. Perhaps the most famous case is the McCluskeys in St. Louis, who stood their ground on their front porch against a mob that just broke through their steel fence. The mob became the victim, while the McCluskeys became the prosecuted. 
They successfully defended their property, but paid dearly for it due to the warped thinking of the local government. It is no wonder that the population of St. Louis has been decreasing over the past few decades. The people have found out that the local government does not favor the property owner. So let's extend the lines of such thinking. How long will it be before the brave men that stood their ground at the Lexington Green be portrayed as criminals? The Redcoats were coming to take their cannon more than their guns. And rarely is it mentioned that a substantial part of the Redcoats' mission was to seize and arrest John Hancock and Samuel Adams, the primary leaders of the Sons of Liberty and Committees of Correspondence. The John Birch Society is based on the work of the Committees of Correspondence of 1773. Back then, they educated the American people, primarily the community leaders. Without the Committees of Correspondence, more than likely there would not have been enough support among the people to defend against the British. This is the job of the John Birch Society today, to educate the American people on the basic principles of Americanism and the issues of the day, and then organize people locally to work on a national program of action. Some do not think that education will work, but without it, the people will not reach the level of understanding necessary to save our republic. The solution is one, educate about the principles of Americanism, the real history of America. Two, understand that our chief adversary is a conspiracy. As Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, nothing happens by accident in politics. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. In the shadows of the deep state, is one of the best books to read concerning this problem. It will tell you what has happened, is happening, and who is behind it. It names names. I urge that you send for your copy today from shopjbs.org. It will enhance the education of anyone who reads it relative to a great deal of what is causing our problems and who the people are behind all of it. Get as many people reading it as possible. Then follow up and do all you can to involve them in our epic undertaking. Thanks for watching, and if you want to see more content like this, we ask you to please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell.